Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom, and uh, we are now in, da- in Masachet Brachot, Daf Yod Aleph Amud Aleph, at the bottom of the page, about to start what is commonly seen as the fourth Mishnah that deals with Birchot Kriyat Shema. So we've dealt with the time of Kriyat Shema, with the body language of Kriyat Shema, and now with the Brachot surrounding Kriyat Shema. Uh, we already saw this invoked in the first Sugya, we talked about the sequence here, it's morning and then evening. Beshachem Vachstein, Fanel Rachat Lacharia, you say two Brachot before Shema and one afterwards. And in the evening, you say two before and two afterwards. Of the two that are afterwards, one is called a long bracha, and one is called a short bracha. Now, you have to remember that in the times of the Mishnah, and even in the times of the Gemara, the wording of brachot, even the brachot of tefillah, were not set. There were certain themes that had to be mentioned, certain chatimot that had to be there, but the structure was set. So therefore, makom shamru l'harich, meaning if it's a bracha that was directed to be a long bracha, in overshay l'katser, you can't make it short. L'katser, in overshay l'harich. If it's a short one, you can't make it a long one. L'achtom, in overshay l'achtom. If it's a bracha that demands a signature form, baruch Hashem, at the end, you cannot omit that. And shalom l'achtom, in l'achtom. And if it's one that's structured to not have that, you are not able to add it in. Now, what is a short bracha and a long bracha? That may indeed be the same as chatimah, not, not chatimah. A short bracha meaning it only has one theme, and therefore, like Baruch HaTashem Recholam, Baruch has no chatimah. And a long one would be, as an example, Ma'ariv Aravim. And it goes on to a long description about the day, turning to night, night turning into day, and it ends with a chatimah, Baruch HaTashem HaMa'ariv Aravim, or Yotzer HaMerot in the morning. Okay, my Mavarech, what bracha do you make? What is this bracha? Riyako Baravoshaya, Amaravoshaya, Yotzer or Uvarei Choshech. That's the first one in the morning. He creates light and, for, and he forms light and creates darkness. Why don't we say he creates light and he, he forms light and he creates light? Another word for light. The answer is kidechtiv coming. We want to say it like the pasuk says. Yotzer ovrei choshech. But look on the page. The pasuk says Yotzer ovrei choshech. Hoseh shalom uvrei ra. We don't say that. We say, it says, but we say, you want a euphemism. You also say light as a leishtamalia for darkness, see the beginning of Masachah Psachim. There's a different reason for saying Choshech. When it's turning into day, we also want to mention the turning into night as a cycle. So therefore, So have to remember that the original of that piece in Yeshayahu is a, is a rebuke to the Zoroastrians who were dualists who believed there were different gods over light and darkness. We understand how you mention Laila during the day. Where do you mention daytime in the night? He rolls away the light when the dark comes. That's the night. And then and he rolls away the dark when the day comes. That's in the morning. What's the other bracha you say in the morning? It's in the bracha, God's love for us. It starts with the words, Ahav great love. So Abelazer Padat's son was named Padat, and he told him, this is what you should do, say Ahav so there were two versions that were extant at the times of the, of the, of the Mishnah. One was Ahavat Olam, one was Ahavat Olam. And this bright said, you say Ahavat Olam. For Barinam, Ahavat Olam. 
And this is this the Brighter said in Havarabah, the Rabbanan said you say Ahavat Olam, and indeed, Minag Ashkenaz is to say Ahavarabah in the morning, Ahavat Olam at night, to split the difference. Minag Sfarad is to say Ahavat Olam in both cases. V'chein Omer Ahavat Olam Ahavtich, Alkein Meshachtich Chasen. Alright, so we have a Pasuk about Ahavat Olam. Now, I'm going to read Shmuel. This is now a, a tangent to the issue of Birchat Ahava. It says the following, If you get up early in the morning to learn, If you haven't yet said Shema, and it's Brachot, you have to say a Bracha, we'll see what that Bracha is. But if you already said Kriyat Shema, you don't have to say a Bracha over your study, because Ahavar exempts that. So I'm Ravuna, let me krat, so rich levarech, let me do ashenot, so rich levarech. Now the specifics. Ravuna says you only have to make a brachat al Torah when you're studying Tanakh, but not midrash halam. Midrash meaning midrash of Tanakh. Because Midrash really is an, an interpretation of Mikra. So then you have to say Bracha over. The essential Bracha is for the words of the Torah. Mishnah, which is not directly related to the words of the Torah, you don't make a Bracha. So you do have to say a bracha on received law, but not on the analysis of law. Rabbi says even for Talmud, the analysis of law, you have to say a bracha, and indeed our custom is after we say bracha to Torah in the morning, to say some mikra and mishnah and some other forms of learning. Many times I was in front of Rav, who'd get up early and he would teach Sifra, which is uh, the uh, He would wash his hands and he would say the bracha and teach. So what is this bracha you're supposed to say if you got up and you didn't yet say Kriyach and you got on study? Um, and there's two versions here. One is Lasok Midivrei Torah or Aldivrei Torah. That's the Rambam's version. Rabbi Yochanan, in this version, um, this is Tosot's Girsa, would conclude that bracha with Vehaarevna. Hashem, make the words of the, your Torah sweet in our mouth and the mouth of all of Amchabit Yisrael, and we and all of our children should all be those who know your Torah and involved in your Torah. And here's a chatima. Now, in in uh, this Gersa, it's Viharev 9, it's Messiah, I mean, it was the end of that bracha. From Nuramar, he said, Hashem Rechavarim, we call Amin, Atalanu, Etorato. We're all familiar with that bracha. Brachat Hashem, Noten HaTorah. So now, Amr of Hamnuna, Zuhi Me'ula, Sheba Brachot. According to this Nusach, Rav Hamnuna said, that's the best of the brachot. Rav Hamnuna was the one who said that bracha. And therefore, we have a statement that says, Hilkach Limrinhu Likulu. However, there's another version which is Amar of Papa, which is far, probably more likely because of Papa consistently, we'll see this a lot in the ninth parak, is the one who takes various versions of Brachot and Tfilot and says, we're going to say them all. Like the Modim de Rabbanan is four different versions of Modim, and our Papa says, let's say them all. So therefore, we'll say them all. Uh, in the meantime, the, the Rambam has a different Girsa here in which. Uh, there are three separate brachot, and the second one was not Messiah Bab, Rabbi Yochanan had a different version, Ha'arevna, and the third one is Asher Bacharbanu, and that's Hilkach Lukulu. In Tosfot's Girsa, the last part of the Suya should not Hilkach Lemrinu Lukulu, but Hilkach Lemrinu Litarvayu, we should say them both, 
Whenever you have two, you don't say all of them, you say both of them. Whenever you have more than two, then you say all of them, uh, just as far as the uh, semantics goes. Uh, in any case, this is what we refer to as Berchat HaTorah. So Tosfut here points out two things that are critical before we move on. One is that as far as Ahava Rabbah being uh, efficacious for Berchat HaTorah, Tosfut says that's only if you study immediately after davening without any sort of an interruption, because it's not really the Ikar Berchat HaTorah, mainly Berchat Kriyat Shema. Uh, the second thing, Tosav asks, interesting question is, what happens if you say Berchat HaTorah, and you sit down to study, and then you go to work and do other things? Why don't you have to um, say another Berchat HaTorah when, in the middle of the day, as any good person does, sits down to have lunch, and opens up a Gemara, opens up a Mishnabura, opens up a Chumash to study. Uh, or at the end of the day, he comes to a Shir, or reviews his Dafyomi several times, uh, as should be done. Why does not have to say another Berchat Torah? After all, if you uh, put on tefillin in the morning and then you take it off and then for some reason put them on in the afternoon, uh, like Svarim do on a fast day, you have to say another bracha. Why do you have to say another bracha? So Tosot says there is no hesachadat from learning. There is no such thing as a break from learning because you're always thinking about learning. Which does raise the question about uh, taking a nap during the day, what to do afterwards, but uh, we'll leave that for another form. Okay, we have a Mishnah in Masachet Tamid. This is when the Kohanim would, uh, at, in the morning after the Tamid, would then do their tefillah. Uh, the Mimuna would say, Baruchu Bracha Achat. Say one Bracha, Vehim Baruchu, and then Korasera Dibrot Shema, Vayam Shamoa, Vayomer Baruchot, Am Shalosh Baruchot, Emet Vyatsev, Avodah Brachat Kohanim. And there'd be a bracha on Shabbat because the new Mishmah that had arrived on Friday would then be taking over so that this group would give them a, a, a bracha as they would leave. Now, my bracha achat, the only thing we're concerned with in this context is the opening line of the Mishnah, bracha achat. What's one bracha? My bracha achat. So, Rabbi Abba and Rabbi Yosiba Abba uh, went to a certain place, right? And uh, and they asked them, what is this bracha achat? They didn't know what it was. What was the bracha? The Kohanim would say. They can't ask for matna. He didn't know either. We shouldn't feel bad that we don't know. They came to Rav Yehuda. He said, he quoted Shmuel. His Rebbe has said, what was that bracha that they said? He disagreed and said, no, the bracha they made was Yotzer Or. So we have to see which one it was, which is the more likely bracha that they said. That Rabbi Zika, Zika said that it was Yotzer Or, he didn't say it explicitly, we inferred it. What did he say? He said the fact that they that they said brachachat proves that brachot don't hold each other up. Meaning you could say one without the other. So or if they said yotzer or havuamri hanu debrachot makvutzotzu, then I understand how Rav Zrika could have gotten to that conclusion that brachot do not hold each other up. To look amri because they said yotzer or they didn't say havaraba, they were good to go. But if you say that they only said Ahavaraba, that doesn't prove anything. Maybe they were praying very, very early and it wasn't yet time for Yotzer Or. So they said Ahavaraba because that's all they could say at this time. Maybe when, maybe when the summer would come up or so, they would say it. So what's the big deal if he said it explicitly or if we inferred it? The answer is a big difference because we infer maybe inferring wrong. Maybe it was it was a havaraba, and your complaint, your claim is 
that maybe Yotzer Or wasn't said, not because but because it wasn't time yet. The, meaning that in the by the end of the morning they would have said both. Maybe that doesn't prove anything. Maybe his statement was meaning you could say Avarabah first and then Yotzer when it gets light and still the bracha they said was Avarabah so we really do not know what the bracha is but it sounds like it was Avarabah interesting thing about the reading of the Aserat HaDibrot every day in the Beit HaMikdash they wanted to establish Aserat HaDibrot as a public reading every day in the synagogue because of the claims of the Christians, the claims that they claim that that's all that we received from God. Uh, look at Rashi here. Therefore, we didn't do it. Uh, we find several practices that we have that uh, that are based on uh, outside groups and their claims against us. Famously about this, the Rambam's Shuva, where uh, he was asked by a community where they always had the custom to sit down for Kriyat Torah, and a new rabbi came to town and said, "For a Sarah you have to stand up." And the Rambam, and they complained to the Rambam. The Rambam said he was wrong because if you stand up for a Sarah Tzibroth, then you're 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 enabling this wrong-headed opinion, and therefore uh, stay seated or stand up for the whole thing. The Rambam said, "Stay seated." He thought in Surah we could do it, because after all, Surah in his time there was, wasn't such a big uh, influence of Christendom. It was already cancelled a while ago, meaning it was already nullified as a minhag because of that claim. I remember we wanted to set it up in the reconstituted Nahardea. In other words, every attempt to reestablish the public reading of Aserat Tadibrot on a daily basis was already negated by someone reminding that it has already been officially uh, outlawed, as it were. The end of the Mishnah said that there was a bracha given from the Mishmar that left, from the Mishmar that comes in. My bracha chat, what was it they would say? Rabbi Chalbo, it's a beautiful place. Says the group that's leaving, it just finished their week, says to the group that's just arriving now, they arrived Friday, but now they're coming in to take over in the middle of the day, and split the Lacham Apanim, they say to them, He who caused his name to dwell in this house, should cause love and fraternity, peace and friendship to dwell between you. Okay, we'll pause at this point, we'll pick it up uh, in, the, uh, in the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.